Well, turning your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And we're continuing, of course, our study in the grow groups that we're calling Victory Over Death. It's a great study. It's an amazing study because we realize that Jesus Christ, that death is defeated. Jesus Christ has done it all. He died and rose again. Remember this right here. He died to pay for sin, died on the cross to pay for sin, and he rose again to conquer death. And we talked about several weeks ago just saying, remember when people talk about the gospel and they say, oh, the gospel is that Jesus died on the cross for us. Well, that's half the gospel. The gospel is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we, when we did Easter, uh, we talked a lot about that. And there's, that's the great truth. Death is defeated. First Corinthians 15, 55. Oh, death, where is your victory? There's not one. Oh, death, where is your sting? And we began looking uh, just last time, not last week, but last time at the different deaths that are found in the Scripture, and there are four of them, and we really emphasized three of the four last time. And this time, I just want to look at the fourth one. It's called temporal death, and it's vital for our Christian lives. And so we want to talk about this this morning. And this is going to, this is going to be a weird statement, but here's the weird statement. We don't want to live our Christian lives dead. And we can. And we can be dead and we, we'll talk more about it. What are we saying? How does it fit? Well, this morning, we'll see that. Well, I want you to think about this. The moment we trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, some great things happen. In fact, Lewis Perry Schaefer, who was the founder of Dallas Seminary, he's got a <clears throat> kind of a systematic theology, and in one part of his systematic theology, he lists 33 things that happen the moment you put your faith in Christ. One of those 33 things is that you're born again, that you're made spiritually alive. You go from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. We become children of God. We go from death to life, from darkness to light. When Paul was uh, set apart by Jesus Christ, here's what, God, what Jesus told him. He said, I want you to open their eyes. He said, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance. And so he said, this is what we do. We, we change people. When, we, when people trust Jesus Christ as Savior, they're born again. So that's a great, great truth. Now, think about this. We were dead. But Ephesians 2, 1 says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Every one of us, we come into this world spiritually dead. We know that. And then when we trust in Jesus Christ, even when we were dead in our, in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved. And so we're made spiritually alive. This is called spiritual life. Now, this is so great, but here's the great truth. Every one of us in this room, my hope and prayer is that every one of us in this room, that you have put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've trusted in him for eternal life. So you're born again. You're a new creation in Christ. You're spiritually alive. But I said something a while ago that sounded weird. I said, you don't want to live your spiritual life dead, and you go, what, what are we talking about? Well, the bottom line is this, that there is a temporal death for believers. We mentioned it last time. I'm going to go into more detail in just a minute. I want you to see something. In Romans chapter 8, you can look at verse 6 in your Bible, or you can look at it up here. Look at it, it says, for the mind, to talk about the believer, our mind set on the flesh, flesh is doing the sinful stuff. The mind set on the flesh is what? It's death. But the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. If you live in the flesh, you die. If you live in the spirit, there's life and peace. That's what he's talking about. And what we find out is that as believers, we can die. And we're not talking about spiritual death. We're talking about temporal death. Look at Romans 8, 13. If you're living according to the flesh, you must die. If you're living in the flesh, if we're living in the flesh, flesh is the natural bent, the, the part of us that automatically wants to sin. And if we're not careful, if we live in the flesh, he says, if you're living according to the flesh, you die. 
But if the spirit, but if in the spirit you're putting to death the deeds of the body, you'll live. So you're either going to live or die as a Christian. And we're not talking about spiritual death or physical death or even eternal death. We're talking about what is called temporal death. We die temporary. So here's the four, uh, the four deaths that we saw last week or last time. There's spiritual death, physical death, eternal death, and temporal death. Those first three all involve unbelievers, basically. But when you say temporal death, we're talking about believers. So let's do this. Let's get a quick review of what we saw. First of all, we come into this world spiritually dead. And, and, and we, we brought this up last time. We talked about the fact that there are people, people we come in contact with every day, they're dead. They're spiritually dead. They're dead in trespasses and sins. They don't understand the things of God. They can't know the things of God. They don't even realize that they're dead. That's the saddest part about it because when we talk to people, they don't understand that they're spiritually dead. So people come into this world and they're spiritually dead. Ephesians 2.1, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Second is, if something is not done, ultimately people are going to die physically. In fact, there's going to be every one of us, whether you're a believer or unbeliever, unless Jesus Christ comes back in your lifetime, you're going to die physically, all of us. Now, there's going to be a whole generation that will never see physical death. Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds and the dead in Christ rise first. We who are alive and remain be caught up together with him. So, but there's a physical death as a point. It's, point man to die. it's appointed for man to die once. Then there's the judgment. Hebrews 9 talks about that. I think it's 9.27 and not 9.17. But it's appointed for man to die once and after that the judgment. There's the third part, which is what we call eternal death. And here's the the sad thing. When a person comes to the world spiritually dead, and then they die physically without anything happening, they end up with what we call eternal death. And eternal death is separation from God forever. Revelation chapter 20 says, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. That's eternal death, the lake of fire. And so what we realize is that there are unbelievers who were born into this world physically alive. They're spiritually dead. Eventually, if they do not trust Christ, well, whether they trust Christ or not, eventually, most likely, they're going to die physically. If they've never trusted in Christ, those who are spiritually dead, who then die physically, will then suffer what is known as eternal death, separation from God forever. That's why, what's our responsibility? It's to tell people about Jesus Christ so that the moment they trust in Christ, they go from being spiritually dead to what? spiritually alive. And when we're spiritually alive, and if we die physically, we're not going to have eternal death. We have eternal life. And so we'll talk more about that. With, with that in mind, I want us to look at the fourth one, and that's temporal death, and this is only for believers. So this is us. Here we are. We've trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior. We've gone from uh, spiritual death to spiritual life. We we now have eternal life. And so we're saying, wow, we, we're in pretty good shape. But there's something that can happen to us. We can die as believers. And we're not talking about physical death. Now, it's a possibility that you could sin. We're going to talk more about it right at the very end of the lesson. But there's a possibility that you could sin and keep sinning as a believer and end up dying physically because of your sin. Okay? Physical death. But we're talking about temporal death. Believers, when we trust Jesus Christ as Savior, will never be separated. We have eternal life. But there is a death that's involved. And this death deals with our fellowship with God. Okay? The moment we trust Christ, we have an eternal relationship. Eternal relationship. But we can 
have a fellowship that is broken. And this is what temporal death is dealing with. What does death always mean? Separation. So when you're temporally dead as a Christian, you are separated. Notice what he says here. For the mind set on the flesh, living in the flesh, is death. He doesn't say will be death someday. He's not talking about physical death. He's not talking about eternal death. He's talking about temporal death. In fact, it's present tense. The mind set on flesh is death. It's death right then. And so we got to understand this is that because the, the flesh sin always results in death. And this is the difference between relationship and fellowship. Now, one of the great truths we have to understand, and this is where a lot of Christians don't understand it, is that when you trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, you have an eternal relationship. It can never end. You'll always be a child of God. You'll always be born again. You'll always have eternal life. You'll always be with Jesus Christ. But then there is the fellowship aspect, which we said a while ago, we can lose that. We can be in fellowship with God, and then we can sin. And when we lose fellowship with God, we actually what? We die. It's called temporal death. We're separated from the fellowship with our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so this, this is what happens. Sin brings death, temporal death. It's a break, not in our relationship, but in our fellowship. So death by sin results in the loss of fellowship. Now, I think that there are a lot of Christians who are going around temporally dead because they have sin in their lives or they're sinning. You remember what Paul said? Paul said to the Corinthians, he said, when I see you, which are Christians, and they've got sin in their life, he says, you look like what? Anybody remember? Unbelievers. You look like mere men. Listen, what's the, what's the difference between a Christian living in the flesh and an unbeliever living in the flesh? What's the difference? What do they look like? They look the same. That's why throughout history so many people have made mistakes by saying you look at the lifestyle of a person to tell whether they're a Christian or not. You can't look at lifestyle and tell whether a person's a Christian. You could be a non-believer living good or you could be a believer living good. You could be a non-believer living bad. You could be a believer living bad. You can't tell. So when you see lifestyle, you can't say, well, a real Christian wouldn't do that or if he was a real Christian, he wouldn't be doing that. If you're living in the flesh, you're temporally what? dead, and you're separated from God in your fellowship, not in your relationship, and you are capable, and I am capable, every one of us in this room are capable of any sin. And so what do we look like when we're temporally dead? We look like unbelievers, exactly. So sin brings death, temporal death. It's not a break in relationship, but it's a break in our, in our fellowship. Uh, Romans 8 says, So then, brethren... This is verse 12. So then, brethren, we're under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Now, as a believer, are you supposed to live by the flesh or the spirit? By the spirit. He says we're under obligation not to the flesh to live by the flesh, because if you live by the flesh, you'll die. But if you live by the spirit, you will live. And we have choices all the time. Every moment, every moment of every day as we go through life, we can either live in the flesh and be dead, or we can live in the spirit and be alive. And we're talking about temporal death. Now, we, all of us in this room, we, say we have eternal life. We're saved and saved forever. we got spiritual life. We can understand the things of God. And we can relate to Him. We've got physical life, you know, until we die. But we also can be temporally dead because we're out of fellowship. We're separated from our Heavenly Father. It, it's possible. 
Okay, with that in mind, I want you to I want you to think about something. If you live by the flesh, you die. If you live by the spirit, you live. I want you to see this contrast. Okay, I'm going to put it up here. First John one six and seven. If third class, if we say we have fellowship with Him, with God, and yet walk in darkness, what does it mean to walk in darkness? Live by the what? By the flesh. Okay. If we say we have fellowship with God, that's Him. And yet we walk in darkness, guess what? We lie and we're not practicing the truth. We're not living out what we know. We're not living out how we're supposed to live because we're practicing not the truth, but we're practicing a lie because we say we have fellowship with God, but we're actually what? Dead. We're temporally dead. And that's easy to happen. He says, but, notice, but, here's the cut. But if we walk in the light, what does that mean? Do what? Walking in the Spirit, living by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we were living by the Bible, all that stuff. If we walk in the light as he, is in, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So you see the contrast. You can either walk in the Spirit and have life, and we can walk in the flesh and have death. And this is why this temporal death is so important for us because this is the one that affects us. Let me ask you a question. All of us have trusted in Christ. Do we have, are we spiritually alive? Yes. yes. Are we physically alive? Yes. yes. Do we have eternal life? Yes. Any of that ever changed? Now, the physical part could change, but he's going to raise you from the dead. So you're going to be physically alive for all time. So where's the issue now as a Christian then? It's, it's the temporal aspect. Are we going to walk in the spirit? Or are we going to walk in the flesh? We got a class on, on Wednesday nights. My class this semester has been the 412 Christian life, and we've gotten a lot of talking about living in the power of the Holy Spirit. We went through all of Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8. We've been talking about producing fruit. We've been talking about rewards. There's so much in there. And yet, as believers, we don't often think about the fact that we could be going through our Christian lives dead. Okay? So we don't want to be dead. We want to be alive. So I want, to, I want to talk about for just a second, just looking at the clock, what happens when we have sin in our lives and we die temporally? First of all, we lose our fellowship. First John 1, 6, the verse we just quoted, said if we say we're walking in the light, but we're not walking in the light, we're lying, and we're not having fellowship. So we lose fellowship with God. And let me ask you a question. Answer this for me. Who else do you lose, lose fellowship with? Do what? Believers. Let, let me go back. What does this verse say? But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with who? With one another. And see, it's really a key. So when we say we lose fellowship, not only do we lose fellowship with our God and Savior, not only do we break in fellowship with Jesus Christ, but we break fellowship with fellow believers. That's why what happens a lot of times to believers when they get sin in their life? What do they stop doing? They stop coming to church. You know what? Because they don't have the same fellowship. They, they know they've got something wrong. They know they've broken their fellowship with God. And when you break your fellowship with God, you automatically lose your fellowship with fellow believers. And so oftentimes, they'll just quit coming because they've got sin in their life and they go, well, I don't feel comfortable there. You don't, there's a reason you don't feel comfortable there, right? Because we're out of fellowship with God and we're out of fellowship with others. And so the first thing that happens when we break fellowship, when we sin temporally, when we are temporally dead, we lose our fellowship. We also lose our joy. Now, I, I used to quote that verse wrong, 
it, Psalm 32, 12, restore unto me the joy of, the joy of yourself. See, I used to say, oh, I got sin in my life. Oh, Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. It's not my salvation. It's his salvation. Who's the Savior? He's actually saying, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Because when we trust in Jesus Christ and we're in fellowship with God and we're not walking in death, we, we're, we're having joy in the Christian life. And sometimes people say, I'm just not happy. Now, happiness and joy, they're two different things. A lot of times we look at them the same. We know happiness has to do with circumstances and joy has to do with fellowship. And when we say, oh, I'm just not happy, it, it's not necessarily because of their circumstances. What they really are missing are what? Joy. Because when you have sin in your life, you lose joy. Okay, let me ask you something. Don't even raise your hand, but the last time you sinned, did you lose Joy. Answer is what? Yes. And we mean, let me tell you something. Sometimes we're so used to sinning, we don't even know that, we, that we're supposed to have a joy, a different kind of joy, the joy of his salvation, the joy of knowing that we belong to Jesus Christ. So we lose our fellowship, we lose our joy, and then guess what? We're unable to serve. When we're out of fellowship, John 15, 5, I'm the vine, you the branches. He who abides in me produce fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. I can do all things through Christ, but apart from him, I can do what? Nothing. So if you, you're temporally dead, you can't serve him. And if you can't serve him, you don't have fruit. If you can't serve him and you don't have fruit, you don't have rewards. And if you can't serve him and you don't have fruit and you don't have rewards, when you stand before him, will he say, well done, good, and he, he won't. He won't, right? Because you're not serving him. You're not getting rewards. You're not doing the things that he'll say, well done. He'll say, you were dead. How can I use a dead person? That's why in Roman, the first time I ever saw this, I, I, I decided I was going to study, and this was years ago, and I said, I'm going to really dig Romans. And Romans is such a great book. And I got to chapter 6, and I, it was the first time I really saw this death. you know. And, and when and I was in seminary, one of my seminary professors actually taught Romans 6, the know, consider, and present that part in Romans 6. And I'd never seen that before, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. Then I went on into chapter 7, and I realized the battle that was going on. And then I got to chapter 8, and chapter 8 is really good. And, and yet, in the middle of chapter 8, he says, if you live in the flesh, you die. And I'd never thought about that you die. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm not dying. I'm, I'm spiritually alive and I got eternal life. What do you mean dead? And then I realized we're talking about dead in my fellowship. We don't want to go through our Christian lives, what? Dead. You don't want to. And so we are unable to serve. So think about the consequences. If we, if we have sin in our life and we break fellowship and we, we're dead temporally, we lose our fellowship we lose our joy, and we're no longer able to serve. So spiritual death does that. Now, by the way, excuse me, temporal death does that. Spiritual death separates us from, uh, uh, separates us from God when people come into the world spiritually dead. But temporal death is for the believer, and it affects us. Now, let me show you four things, and we'll just mention them just a little bit just because of time. It, it, there are four things that temporal death does. It affects our testimony. It affects our fellowship. It affects the results. I'll talk more about that in just a second. And it affects our rewards. So when you are temporally dead, and when I'm temporally dead, you could say, what's the big deal? Well, it affects our testimony. It affects our fellowship. It affects our results. It affects our rewards. First of all, it affects our testimony. 
I brought it up a while ago. If you're living in the flesh and you're temporally dead, what do you look like? Unbeliever. That affects your testimony. Have you ever thought about going to somebody and you got sin in your life and you want to talk to them about Jesus and they look at you and say, you're no different than me. Why would I listen to what you say? You don't look any different to me. You do the same thing. You get just as mad. You say stuff. You scream and all. You don't look any different to me. And so it affects our testimony. So when we're temporally dead, it affects our testimony. The second thing it affects, it affects our fellowship. I just mentioned that a while ago, but in one six it says if we walk, we're walking in darkness and, and there's no fellowship. It affects our fellowship with God. It affects our fellowship with fellow believers. First uh, John 1 and verse 3, he talks about our fellowship in two different places there. First John 1, 3, 6, and 7, all of that. The third thing that it affects, it affects the results. What is in our lives? Let me tell you, if you live in the deep, I got to do this. I got to read this. I do it. I did it in my class several times. And I just want you to think about this. If we live in the flesh, and if we're dead temporally, we have the deeds of the flesh. Or if we live in the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the fruit of the Spirit. Let me read to you just real quickly what the deeds of the flesh are. That this is what will come out in your life when you're temporally dead. The deeds of the flesh are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousies, outburst of anger, disputes, distensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. <laughs> that's how he puts it. So that's not very pretty, is it? But that's what's going to come out. That's what the results. When you live in the flesh, that's what comes out. What about if you live in the Spirit? Listen to this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Wow, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. What do we want to look like when we go through this world? We want to have the fruit of the Spirit or we want to have the deeds of the flesh? Deeds of the flesh is what the unbelievers look like. So that's what comes out. And then finally, the last one here is rewards. Listen, right now, how we live right now, it, when we stand before him, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful service. Second Corinthians 5.10, we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be rewarded for the things we've done in this body, whether good or worthless. First Corinthians chapter 3 basically says, you got to build on the foundation of Christ, and it'll be gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or straw, and the fire's going to test it. If it's gold, silver, precious stone, which means in the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to get a reward. If it's wood, hay, and straw, that means it's in the flesh, it's going to be burned up. There's nothing there. So how we live now, whether we're in fellowship or not, whether we're temporarily dead or not, is going to affect our rewards in the future. I wanted to bring this one up. What about, what about people who keep sinning? What about Christians who keep sinning? You know, what, what happens when we keep sinning? Well, in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, it says, Just remember this, whom the Lord loves, he chastens every child, and chastens and scourges every child he receives. So God's going to discipline his children. But there's something that I just have to bring up, and it's right here. It says, if anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, in other words, just sinning, he shall ask and God will for him give life to those who commit sin not leading to death. There is a sin, or it could be there is sin leading to death. I do not ask that he should make requests for this. There are people who sin and keep sinning and stay out of fellowship and are temporally dead that eventually sometimes they physically die. 
We saw it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, there were the Corinthians coming together for the Lord's Supper, and people were taking the Lord's Supper drunk. They were drunk, and they weren't even thinking about the Lord's Supper. That's why Paul said, before you take the Lord's Supper, examine your life. Paul went on to say, because of this, some of you are weak, some of you are sick, and some of you even sleep. And he meant, because of what you're doing, there's some people who've even died over it. So you don't want to stay in a state of sin as a child of God because your Heavenly Father loves you too much to leave you in that state. So I just wanted to bring that out. What's the answer? The bottom line is God has a plan to save men from death, spiritual, physical, eternal, and temporal, and that is Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Savior, Jesus Christ. So let me give you a quick application so we can go to grow groups. First, let's understand the four deaths that are found in the Bible. There's spiritual death, there's physical death, there's eternal death, and there's temporal death. We come into the world spiritually dead. When we trust Christ, we're spiritually alive. We come into the world physically alive, but eventually we're going to physically die. We come into this world separated from God, but when we trust in Jesus Christ, not only are we spiritually alive, but we have eternal life. And then there's the temporal death, in which there's an answer for that as well. What we're going to see in the next couple of weeks is we're going to actually see what are the four answers. What, are, what does God do for these four deaths? We're going to see that he gives four lives. And we'll see those to come. Second, let's understand how temporal death affects the believer. It puts us out of fellowship. We lose the joy. We're unable to serve. It affects our testimony, our fellowship, our results, and our rewards. And then last but not least, let's deal with temporal death in our lives. How do we deal with it? We confess our sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So that's just a little bit there. I think I wanted to spend, I wanted to spend the lesson on temporal death because that's the one that affects all of us. We're okay, spiritual death, because we're spiritually alive. We're okay in eternal death because we have eternal life. We're okay on physical death because even if we die physically, he's going to raise our bodies from the grave and we'll be with him forever. But the one that we have to deal with on an ongoing basis is temporal death.